It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to Calvary Live on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm so glad you can join us for today's program. I am Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and this is the live call-in show where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or perhaps Christian living, or maybe you got prayer requests. I am here ready to take your call. As you heard, the number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Ben in Denver. Ben, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, this is Ben. How are you, Ben? Good. Yeah, so Good. We, me and my wife, we had a uh, experience uh, with my brother recently where he was, you know, demonically possessed, and um, you know, the way that came about finding about it was my cousin kind of told told me about it, and you know they were hanging out with this girl, and you know he didn't know what tarot cards were, and she kind of did a tarot card reading on him, and of course, you know, he didn't realize what it was right away. My cousin, you know, told me later on, and my cousin was telling me that he was acting kind of weird, like, you know, different than he usually was. Um, we had him over to, you know, our house uh, after last Sunday, you know, because I sent him some text messages, you know, letting him know that, you know, that a believer can be possessed, because you know, Jesus comes into your heart and everything like that, and he seemed kind of upset when I sent him that, but, you know, he was coming right. with us to church for a while, uh-huh. and, but, you know, he came over, and my wife was, you know, talking with him about, you know, that experience that happened, and, you know, he went into, like, a weird, you know, like, trance and everything like that, my wife came and uh, grabbed me and everything like that, and we were, you know, praying for him, you know, telling, you know, the demon to leave, you know, in Jesus Christ's name, and, you know, we asked him if had ever, you know, prayed a sinner's prayer, and he hadn't, so we had him do that, you know, then instantly, you know, baptized him after that, but, you know, before that, it just, it just didn't seem to, like, want to leave very easily, and, you know, I, I just, I don't really know what my question is, but, you know, it was, it was just a crazy process. Yeah, it is, it is kind of crazy, and it's kind of interesting, Ben, that you said, and you broke up a little bit there at the end, so I I think I got the gist of what you're saying. But you were talking about he was kind of upset because you are you know uh, said that Christians cannot be demon-possessed, which is scriptural. If you have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you, uh, then you cannot be demon-possessed. And there are those in certain circles of the Church that believe Christians can be demon-possessed. But a container is either lit or it's dark. And it's kind of like, Ben, if you go into the basement uh, and it's dark, what do you do? You turn on the light, and the yeah. light dispels the darkness. So uh, I think you're on the right track there. It, it is also interesting how I hear how some Christians, that they'll say they're Christians, but then they are involved in tarot cards, uh, they're involved in uh, divinations of some sort, um, channeling spirits, uh, Ouija boards, things like that. And we know that the Scripture very much prohibits that and warns against that. Uh, matter of fact, you can go to the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 18. It talks about those very specific things. 
And here Moses is telling the children of Israel, when you go into the promised land, because those Canaanite tribes were uh, involved in all kinds of cultic kinds of practices and wicked customs, and they were told to stay away from that, that it's going to be uh, you know, a, a sword to your eyes and a thorn to your side, and it's going to uh, introduce to you those things uh, which are demonic and very much wicked. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9, uh, he says, Don't uh, you know, make your sons pass through the fire. Don't uh, be involved with those who practice witchcrafts or soothsayers or who interprets ormans or a sorcerer, one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For all who do those things are abomination to the Lord, and because the Lord your God drives them out before you, and you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. So we see right there in the book of Deuteronomy that it's prohibited, any kind of occultic kinds of practices that are there. Um, so I would... scripture that I sent him. Yeah. Because I was, you know, serving on the video team at our church on Sunday, and, you know, I just felt like I needed to inform him, because, you know, when he, he, he got this job at uh, Target, and he used to come with us to uh, church every Sunday. My, my family background, we were, like, raised um, Jewish, but, you know, I came to realize, you know, that Jesus Christ was the uh, Savior and everything like that, and, you know, he's been, so we started going to church, and he's been coming with us for a while until he got this job. And then um, uh-huh. on top of that... Um, you say divinations, and I, you know, my my brother said that he was saying, you know, that he's been going with this a long time, like even when we were kids. He said they used to, you know, books would fly off the shelf, crazy things like that. I never witnessed anything like that. But, you know, my, my father is involved in Freemasonry. We live with him, and, you know, when he comes back from a Mason's meeting, you know, he seems off. Right. Right, and, and, and here's the here's the thing, the the demonic world and um, those kinds of things are very deceiving, and there is power involved in it. For example, and um, like I said at the beginning of the show, I've been doing my devotions once again in the Book of Exodus, and you might recall, you remember when Moses came first to Pharaoh, and he had his staff, and he threw his staff down, and it turned into a serpent. What happened after that? Do you remember? They, well, Pharaoh had his servants do the exact same thing. Yeah, do this exact same thing. They threw their staffs down, and they turned into serpents, but Moses' serpent ate up their serpent. Then Moses turned water into blood. They found some water that wasn't contaminated, the magicians, the sorcerers, the soothsayers, and they turned some water into blood as well. Then Moses called up frogs, and then they also called up frogs, and they couldn't get rid of the frogs, though. Only Moses could could do that, and, and which is really kind of ridiculous, because here they turn more water into blood, they call up more frogs, and here's the thing about the work of Satan. It's very deceiving, and it only makes things worse, and they're people see it, and it's manifested, and when something is manifested in fear, weird, strange kinds of ways. Um, you got to remember in Acts chapter 8, there is the sorcerer that is there, Simon, who was, you know, um, 
fooling the people. And in Acts chapter 16, you have the same thing. This this girl that was demon-possessed that was being used for fortune-telling that the owners of that girl were getting very, very rich. So there is power, there's deception in that demonic realm, but it's all demonic. And it's something that a Christian needs to stay away from, and we are commanded in Scripture to stay away from it. Yes. So keep praying for him, all right? Yeah. I, I just want to praise the uh, Lord for removing, you know, spirit that was in him last night, you know, in Jesus Christ's name. Right. And, um, you know, here's here's the thing, Ben. We're going to pray for your, your brother, um, but for those who are listening out there, if you're involved in Ouija boards, channeling, any kind of divination, any kind of occultic practices, uh, you are to put it aside and have nothing to do with it because there's demonic influences and power that is behind that. And remember this, that Paul called uh, Satan... Uh, a um, angel of light uh, who's able able to deceive, um, and uh, it's a false light, and uh, he has powers, and he will deceive many by it. And there's going to be one that's going to come on the scene, Ben, right, called the Antichrist, and how is he going to deceive so many people? He's going to deceive so many people through miracles, through lions, signs, and wonders, because he's empowered by Satan. So, Father, we do pray for Ben's brother. I pray that you would just help him to see that he's to stay away from those things that are dark and uh, oppressive and those things that are uh, wicked and demonic. And, Lord, that he would get his eyes on you. Um, Those things can be manifested in the captivates people. They want to know the future. You've told us what our future is uh, in the Scriptures. And you told us that we have heaven. And we're to trust in you every day. But all of that just leads people down a road of darkness and deception, and it's wrong. So I pray that uh, you just help Ben minister to his brother, uh, minister to others that are perhaps uh, in, uh, involved in those things, to, uh, to tell them the error of their ways, that you would help them to see uh, that you don't want them to get hurt. Um, and it's going to be deceiving, and it's going to lead them down the wrong path. And, Lord, I do pray that for anybody that's out there listening on this program that's involved in those things, that they would repent from it and that they would turn to you and the Scriptures. And uh, there's so many things out there that people get involved in New Age kinds of practices, occultic kinds of practices, Ouija boards, things like that. Your Word is very clear that we are to not be involved in those things. So, Lord, may we be obedient to your word and uh, look to the light and look to the truth of your word. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Ben, thanks for calling. We'll be praying, okay? Thank you, Pastor. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Again, I want to just emphasize that you can text in a question as well. And uh, for prayer requests and for questions, and that number for texting only is 720-336-0000. 0897. Let's go to Trina in Baltimore. Hey, Trina? Uh, thank, thank, hi, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. I have a question and a prayer request. Um, you bet. 
Okay, my question is, I'm still not understanding, and I've heard so many conflicting answers, of where Jesus goes in the three days before he rises. And I'm hearing he goes to hell, or he goes to this other place, and and I'm not sure what is he doing, and and that's my question. And then I have a prayer request afterwards for my daughter. You you bet. Love to pray for your daughter. But in your question, um, you know, Paul's writing to the Ephesian church, and he says in chapter 4, um, that, uh, but to each one uh, of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. So that's what you're asking. You're asking, yes. you know, where did he mm-hmm. go for those three days? And then right. uh, P- Paul here gives us some uh, information on that. We also know from Luke chapter 16 that we have uh, before us that story that Jesus told of Lazarus and the rich man. And in that story, he talks about how Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, and then uh, it was the rich man that went to the place of torment. And it was the rich man that called across that chasm to Abraham and said, hey, can you send Lazarus over here to touch my tongue? I'm in torment. And then he asked if he could send Lazarus back to warn his brother, brothers and all of this. So what it tells us about in that story um, is that, uh, that, um, that there was Abraham's bosom, and then there was the side of the unrighteous dead or the place of torment. And so it is believed that Jesus, before he ascended, he first descended in the lower parts of the earth um, as he would go and he would declare that this is what I've done. I've, I've paid the price for your sins. Um, and so the Old Testament saints up to that point were looking forward to the cross. He would say to the thief on the cross, before the sun is set, you'll be with me in paradise. You'll be with me in Abraham's bosom. So um, he would, uh, you know, escort, if you would, the the thief on the cross down to that place where he would proclaim um, liberty. He would proclaim, um, you know, uh, captivity captive, um, and he would say, this is what I've done. It is also Peter uh, describes Jesus preaching to the spirits in prison, described in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 19, chapter 4, verse 6. Um, but, um, you know, he, he went there, uh, proclaimed that he has done the work, and then what we see is that he would present his blood to the heavenly tabernacle that was accepted. So that chamber of uh, Abraham's bosom, paradise, is empty. So now Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So now when a Christian dies, because we look back to the cross, because Mm -hmm. Jesus died for our sins once and for all, and the book of Hebrews tells us that the shedding of blood of bulls and goats uh, only made, you know, um, atonement Mm -hmm. that is kofar, a covering, until Jesus came and died for our sins once and for all. So now that that has happened, we go in the presence of the Lord and uh immediately so that's that's the thought that is there that he went down and um and again first peter chapter 3 verse 19 uh talks about jesus ministry in hades the whole thing is called hades 
the place of torment, the uh, paradise. The paradise side is now empty. Now the place of the unrighteous dead, um, Trina, is still mm-hmm. occupied. And they will not, the unbelievers um, that are there in that place of torment, will not be resurrected until the end of the millennium reign when they will stand before the great white throne judgment. That's called the second resurrection, and they will be sentenced okay. to outer darkness. So pretty heavy okay. stuff, huh? Yes, yeah. it is. It, and, and that leads me into my prayer request for my daughter. Um, she has, um, I've raised her, well, I was raised Catholic, but I be, since became Baptist and was saved five years ago. And But my daughter went away to another country, um, and then she came back, and she's going back again this week. She's a teacher over there, and um, she came back, and she has just become so of the world. She says she doesn't believe in God now or Jesus, and I was just cut to the quick. And I have so yeah. much um, problems on her father's side of the family that has really hurt me to the core. And now um, she's going back, and I, I'm trying to see if I can see her before she goes. I mean, I love her, and yeah. she knows I love her, and, and she loves me, but... Um, I, there's a controlling issue on her father's side, and I'm so beside myself, and I just want to pray for her salvation and pray that I get to see her before she goes back. Absolutely. Love to. So, Father, we do pray for Trina's daughter. You know who she is. And like so many younger people, they're getting pulled into the world. And, and Lord, I, I just lift her up to you. I pray that you take the blindness away, you soften her heart, do you would... Um, open her eyes, and Lord, spiritually, that she would see that you are real, that you love her, um, that your word is true, that um, you would touch her uh, and make yourself real to her um, in such a powerful way. I just pray for Trina. She'd be able to talk to uh, her daughter, be able to encourage her, and Lord, that uh, we lift her up to you in every way, uh, that you would bring salvation to her that you would stir her heart. Uh, The things that have been planted in her heart, uh, the Word of God would take blossom there. Um, We know that you said the Word of God would not return void, so the things that she has learned from from childhood um, up until adulthood, that, Lord, that you would just bring them forth. Um, And again, we know that the enemy is trying to deceive our young people, trying to um, uh, bring blindness to them, in so many different ways. There's a great deception that's out there. So I just pray for her, and I pray for all the kids that are going back to school, to the universities this week, moving in, uh, going uh, out into the world. There's so many pulls on them, and we want to declare the love and gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray that Trina would be able to do that once again to her daughter, that you would, uh, again, just uh, give her understanding spiritually, touch her mightily, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. We'll keep praying, okay? God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. It's so good to hear from you guys out on the East Coast and love to to know and and to um, just see that more calls are coming in for, you know, Maryland, New Jersey, um, you know, out there um, in the East Coast. Um, so Pennsylvania in that area as well. I keep calling in. We'd love to talk to you guys. We'd love that you guys can join us here on the show, even though it's a week delayed. You can still call it this time at 
3000 and I believe we still have an open line. So grab one of those open lines. We're just going to continue to be on the phone uh, in this first half hour as the phone lines have been lighting up. But uh, I want to be able to go to William in Aurora. William? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How um, are you? I'm doing all right. I was just listening to you. Um yeah, um, um, show and everything. It just popped up too, and it was, it was kind of crazy. It just, um, I had a question. I was just really wondering: um, Do you think that technology, in somewhat, is evil? Well, it can be? be used. Yeah, it can be used for evil purposes. You know, anything that um, that comes along that Satan likes to get a hold of it and be able to use it for for evil purposes, even the radio. We're so grateful to—he's the prince of the power of the air, right? And I love Grace FM. I love this radio station because we've invaded his territory. And um, so any kind of technology, whether it's with radio or TV or the Internet, social media, um, can be used by Satan to really pull people away, and we're seeing that today. And one of the things that we have done, particularly with you know young people and millennials— uh, we had a high school retreat just a couple weeks ago uh, with high schoolers, and um, they are really into the social media, the Internet, all the new apps that are out there, and Satan can use those things to really bring deception and darkness you know, that can come into their lives. Uh, we use social media and um, Internet and web pages and radio, to bring the light in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Satan can use those things, and he does very effectively uh, use those things for evil. Um, he wants to get a foothold in any way that he can through the voices of the world, technology of the world, and we just need to be wise and discerning in that, and we need to give warning in that. Um, our young people are getting wiped out, and because of you know, all these things that are out there. There are things out there, William, I have no idea all the new apps that are out there that um, it's too much for, it's too much for me. I'm in my fifties and um, to get weighed down by it. And, you know, things like Facebook and Instagram, and I have all these friends and now they're not my friends and Snapchats. And that's that those are old apps. You know, those are old things. There's all kinds of new things where, you know, I thought these people liked me. Where are they at? Uh, you can follow people. It's just crazy the things that are out there. It's too much. I think you, you hit it right on the um, head on, you know, in saying that it's too much for young people. And, and they're, they are too much for anyone. I, I don't want to just point out the young people. And it's um, there's a time to put those things down. We can use the technology for Bible apps, you know, app for Grace FM. Uh, we have an app for our church that can be used. But yeah, Satan definitely loves to get a foothold in those areas. Right. Um, yeah, I was I was trying not to um, say too much because my cousin, you know, he has two kids. He's trying to do the best he can. He didn't have a father, but uh, he tends to kind of use. Um, the technology and then, you know, the Grand Theft Auto game, I got the look. The kid's only four, and he's talking about killing, throwing people's heads off at four. Only if they don't have no technology, anytime they go nuts. 
So I'm just, you know, when he comes over to my house, I'm like, let's go play basketball, and everybody gets mad at me. But I'm like, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, kind of suppress a little bit, you know. On, yeah, you do. To... And it's important to talk to our kids about it. And for all the listeners that are out there, I'm sure that a lot of us have that challenge when it comes to our kids. You know, um, the video games that can be very violent, things like that that we need to talk to them about it. And you know what? Matter of fact, I was reading an article, William, that there are some kids that are so addicted to the Internet and video games that they won't even go to the bathroom, that they wear pull-ups wow. is what they do. And that you read that and you think, this is crazy. But it is something that, that um, we need to be careful like anything um, that comes into our homes. We were talking about... Uh, you know, one of the things we're doing on Wednesday night is standing firm in the last days. And last week, um, I mean, we were full. A lot of people coming out because of these challenges. And we talked about standing firm in the Word of God. And Paul, when he's warning Timothy, he says, listen, Timothy, it's going to be perilous times in the last days. And he gives 19 characteristics of the state of man. But he goes on and he says, he talks about um, in that how evil men and impostors are going to grow worse and worse. There's going to be counterfeits that are going to come on the scene. And he's given these warnings. He's warning about those who have a, a form of godliness but deny its powers coming into our homes and, uh, and taking, you know, appealing to the lust of, of people. And we need to be careful because there's so many ways in which the enemy has access into our homes. And we need to make our homes a sanctuary. We need to talk to our kids about these things. And these are all challenges that we're facing, um, you know, as adults and as parents and um, and all of us. And, um, you know, it's, it's having uh, deep consequences in many people's lives. Wow. Oh. Is that, he- is, that, is, 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 is that heavy enough for you? <laughs> it's Listen, crazy. I'm only 21, and I don't like it. So, <laughs> Yeah, it, you know. and I, I know it's a little strong, but I am talking with families, and I am talking with many people that it has effects on them. It can be used for godliness. Yes, that's what we want to use it for, but they're getting pulled into so many things. Um, that, um, you know, it, we've got to be, be aware of it, uh, where predators come in, try to get a hold of our kids, all these other things, and we've got to be wise in the days in which we're living in. And we, we can't just leave our kids alone to those things. And, you know, um, I remember when my kids, they're all adults, like my youngest is 17, but, you know, when they got phones, you know, we didn't get them phones when they were 11, 12 years old. Now, you got ten-year-olds walking around with smartphones, and um, and things like that, and so they they just need to be careful. Right, All right, and thanks for the advice. I really need somebody to talk to too. So thank you, man. You know, anytime. And William, you know, hang on to the scriptures. There's one thing um, that that uh, Paul told Timothy. He says that these things are going to be marking the last days. And he said, you must continue in the scriptures that you've learned from childhood. So, William, to your nephews and whoever that you can minister to, pour in the scriptures. 
You know, give them God's word, love them, talk to them about the things of the Lord, talk to them about how much the Lord means to you, and um, and take them in that way because we need to wash them with the water of the word because the the dirt and dust of the world is all around us and we feel the effects of it. But we need to point them to the Lord in that way. Very important. Okay, I'll definitely remember to do that. Hey, can I pray for you? Yes, sir. Father, I pray for William. I thank you that he called and found this station. And Lord, I pray that you would help him be an encouragement to whoever that he has opportunity to minister to, his nephews, nieces, anybody else. And Lord, I pray that you would just put on his part to be able to pour into them the truth of God's word, godliness, those things that would benefit and help them. I thank you for William. Grow him. And I pray that you would just uh, use him in that way. And all of us that have the challenge with our kids of Internet and social media, that you give us wisdom to talk to them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks, William. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Hey, we're going to be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figgs, uh, here ready to take your calls as you call in at 303-690-3000. We have some open lines. Love to be able to talk with you. We've had a busy first half. Great conversations and great questions have been asked. Uh, I do want to go to our text line, a prayer that has come in, a prayer request uh, to pray for uh, somebody, want to pray for her sister Gloria. She's been taken to the hospital with chest pains. So let's go ahead and do that. Father, we pray for Gloria. We pray that uh, you would just be with her, be with the doctors and nurses that are going to be ministering to her. We pray for your healing touch upon her. And I pray for my sister to, you know, just um, has texted in and uh, asked for this prayer request that you help her to be able to minister to her sibling. And Lord, we just lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'd love to pray with you. You can also pray and be on the line if you have prayer requests. We've been praying for people, praying for our young people to be able to minister to them, children that um, that uh, we can be concerned about. I know that you got prayer requests. Love to be able to uh, pray with you and encourage you in any way that we can. Uh, we're going to go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Caesar in Greeler, Greeley. That is. Caesar, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good. Okay, no, the reason why I'm calling, and uh, thank you for taking my call, um, I was just wondering to see what time are your guys' service at uh, at your church, the services? Because me and my family, we, are, we live in Greeley, and we are in, um, looking for a church to call home. So I was just mm-hmm. wondering to see... I can get yep. some info concerning about, um, like, on what days and, and what time and stuff so me and my wife and my kids could go and visit you guys? Yeah, abs- absolutely. On Sunday morning, we have three Sunday morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And uh, we have children's ministry uh, that is available. Then at the 9.30 and 11 o'clock, we have junior high uh, students that meet, the youth group. And then the high schoolers are in on Sunday mornings. Uh, taking in the teaching with their Bibles. So that's Sunday morning. Actually, this Sunday, 
we've been going through Luke's gospel verse by verse, and we're going to enter into Luke chapter 21, the Olivet Discourse, which Jesus is giving a teaching to his disciples about his second coming, the signs of the end of the age, and so it's going to be a fascinating teaching for the next couple of weeks. So 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. And then on Wednesday nights, we have 7 o'clock is our Wednesday night service. And Wednesday nights, a lot of people are coming out. Uh, we were full last Wednesday. It was great to see. I am presently doing a series on standing firm in the last days. And um, we are going to be looking at standing firm in godly decisions. Because there's a world out there that wants to pull us away from the way that God wants us to live. What the world wants from you is a lot different than what Jesus wants from you. And so we're going to be encouraged in that. We have a nursery, children's ministry. We have junior high class that meets, high schoolers that meet on Wednesday nights. And so we'd love to serve you. We see it as a privilege to be able to serve you and your family. Uh, the children's ministry is very, very uh, dynamic children's ministry. Uh, the kids love coming to church, love learning about Jesus in their classroom. Um, so um, you can check us out if you're able to on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. We are just west of 23rd Avenue on 27th Street. Everybody knows where Texas Roadhouse is, right, in Greeley? Um, yes. we're just a We're just a few blocks west of there on 27th Street. So love to be able to meet you and your family and to serve you guys. Okay, yes. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and keep up the good job in the name of Jesus, and may the Lord Thank bless you. you and all your staff. Yeah, and if you come, Caesar, make sure that you grab me and say hello, all right? I sure will. God bless you, Pastor. All right, you too. Thanks for calling in. All right, appreciate that. You know, um, those of you in the Greeley area would love to have you come and serve you and we're just into some really powerful Bible studies. I mean, every Bible study is powerful, but with the Olivet Discourse, a lot of people are wondering, you know, what are the signs of the end of the age? What's going on, you know, as we see that uh, the tensions of North Korea have been very high. We know that uh, the president of, uh, or the dictator of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, has backed off his threat from Guam. But really, we're looking at it's a different world. It's a dangerous world. Uh, were we on the brink? Are we on the brink of, of nuclear war with North Korea? And we need to pray for our nation. Uh, David would write, some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. And we need to trust in the Lord, be praying for our president, be praying for our nation in every way uh, because it's dangerous times. And um, and so, um, you know, we need to be watching, we need to be waiting, and we need to be working um, as we are looking for the Lord's return. So all of those things, and then standing firm in the things of the Lord, because culture and society is trying to pull us away into that which is wrong and deceptive, and to call evil good, and to celebrate it. So we want to encourage you. We want to give you the truth of God's Word. We want to give you the love of Jesus Christ, and to serve you in that way, and to minister to your children as well. So we want to continue with phone calls. Again, we have open lines, 303-690-3000. But let's go to Kelly in Maryland. Kelly? Thank you so much for taking my call. Good. How are you? Um. Sir, I'm beside myself with anger, and okay. um, I'm angry with Wells Fargo, the banks. They're continuing fraud against all of us, 
especially our military. And if anybody Googles it, Wells Fargo, they are evil. They are evil. And I, I pray to change the CEO's hearts, but that doesn't seem to be working. So, yeah. sir, I'm asking you, is there a verse I can read, pray, to help in regard to this? Yeah, and, you know, we can be angry, and I know that um, you are angry right now with the situation, but here's the thing. Paul says a couple things. I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter 4. Um, he says that you're to put off uh, bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking put away from you with all malice. And he also says that um, in chapter 4, uh, verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. This is where it gets hard, Kelly, because you're angry right now, and then it turns into malice. You know what malice is? It's when you sit there and stew about it, and, and um, you know, wrath is like you're just like a volcano ready to explode. And what you need to do is give it to the Lord. And... Um, and say, Lord, listen, I'm angry, be honest with him, but I need to put this away, because what it does is it consumes you. And then all of a sudden, whoever you're angry at, they begin to have power over you. And it's a hard thing. It's something that you need to do over and over, and bit and by bit, and day by day. And those are the verses, Lord, I, I'm angry right now, um, and we're going to get angry you know, at circumstances or people that hurt us or, you know, business institutions uh, that hurt us and things like that. But you need to give it to the Lord. He sees you, he knows you, and he can work in your situation. Does that help? It does. I'll, I'll look into Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you so yeah, much. And, and Kelly, let me pray with you, all right? Do you mind that? Yeah. No, and yeah. Chris, for Gloria, William, and Caesar, thank you. I, I yeah. Father, I just pray for Kelly. I just pray that she's she's angry right now, and I just pray that you would take that anger as she gives it to you, moment by moment, day by day, just uh, work in her situation, Lord. And um, I, you know the circumstances, and I just pray that you bring the comfort that she needs, that you would, Lord, help her not turn this anger into sin, into wrath, into malice, uh, but you, Lord, uh, would know that um, you are going to take care of her, and you see your children, and I pray that you do that work in her in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Kelly, I'll be praying for you, okay? Okay, thanks for calling in. All right, 303-690-3000 is a number to call, and uh, let's go to Jamie in Colorado Springs. Jamie? Hi there. You're on Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor. I uh, felt that I should call today because it seems like you've got a theme going here, and that's pain and uh, children, yeah. adult children, and children in technology. <laughs> um, yeah. I just wanted to... Uh, mention really quick, I can relate to William very well. When my children, who are all adults now, my youngest is 25, when they were preteens, my brother gave them an Xbox, 
and I gave them limitations and hours with it. And one morning I caught them up at 3 a.m. Um, playing video games. <laughs> and um, I'm not terribly proud of this, but I was so angry I threw it off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, you know, Jamie, I tell guys, if you have problems with the computer, you know, you know, Jesus said that if your eye causes you to sin, you're pulling up things that you're looking at that you shouldn't be. And it's a huge problem in the church. Um, you know, um, bring your computer and we'll throw it off the top of the building for you and, uh, (laughs) deal with it radically. Yeah. So, we have a, that's, a rock terrace off the deck, so it hit the rocks, but that was the end of the episode. Yeah, but I yeah. wanted to call because I, I have four children, and three of them, I've been reading and listening to Calvary, to this station, for the Good. past few days, and there does seem to be a theme that relates back to First Timothy about consciences being seared, and hardness of hearts, and um, that's where three of my children are at, and it is breaking my heart. It it is just a gut-wrenching, just just this ache and this pain that I have, and I know that Proverbs, some people find comfort in Proverbs, and when it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I've read some commentaries that say that Proverbs is simply advice to a son, from a father to son, and not necessarily a promise of God that that is true. And I, I have talked to one of my children, one of my adult children, uh, two of them are living with people they're dating, and it's just yeah. devastating to me. And um, yeah. Yeah. I, I and I and I was talking to him this weekend, and clearly his mind is seared. His thoughts are seared. His he right. cannot see or hear, and. I can't even go back to him and recount the blessings our family has had over the years in which he was part of. And to that, he thinks it's all about him. He did that on his own, or we did that, and God wasn't involved at all. And so that is a terrible hardness of heart and a searing of the mind. And I would like to find hope. It's just really hard. And yeah. one of my one of my struggles, and I guess this might be my question, is I know the love of God brings about repentance, and my husband is constantly kind of berating me about why I don't seem joyful. And uh-huh. I know we are to rejoice in everything, but it's right. hard. And yeah. I know that God's heart is broken over my children. My heart right. is broken over my children. Right. And, um, Jamie, that's the thing. You're hurting over your kids, and you're not the only parent that is listening that, um, you know, is experiencing this. Uh, I've talked to—I remember talking um, to 
a few parents even this week that are experiencing some of the same things. We hurt for our children. And, um, and what you need to do is you need to continue to pray for them. You know, Proverbs says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. We want to see that as a promise. And, um, you know, there's different views. Some say um, that Proverbs is a book of wisdom, um, and it doesn't always turn out that we raise our children in the ways of the Lord, and they end up drifting off into the world. Uh, But um, because the world is pulling on them, and they are accepting what culture is telling them, that they can live in immorality, that, um, you know, there's just all kinds of pulls on them into deception and that which is wrong. But what you need to do is you need to pray for them, pray for them every day, you and your husband, and you need to lift them up before the Lord. And you, you need to continue to, to um, encourage them in the ways of the Lord and to tell them that the Lord loves them and he doesn't want them to go in that direction because they're going to get deceived, they're going to get hurt. And um, to keep that communication open to them and just keep sharing the scriptures with them, keep sharing the love of Jesus Christ with them, but most of all, praying for them. And uh, you're going to hurt. It hurts when our kids do that. Um, and um, it, it's, it's difficult. So we certainly want to do that for you. Oh, thank you. Can, can I pray about, for you? What Go about ahead. my own countenance? I mean... Yeah. I am hurting, and so sometimes I'm not reflecting joy. Um, right. I, I and so I feel like I'm even a failure right now because I'm not reflecting the joy and the and what the Lord has done because my heart is really broken over my children. Right. There's not only the countenance of Jesus Christ, you know, radiating from you, and it's hard when you're hurting, when you're sad, and people can see that countenance. But when I see somebody with a countenance that is sad, I see it as an opportunity to be able to minister to them, to be able to say, hey, what's going on? Because people will come in, and, and I'll say, what's going on? And they'll say, oh, I'm okay, you know, when I ask them how they're doing, I'm fine. And then I can tell by their countenance that they're not. And I say, Really? You know, are you doing okay? And to be able to pray with them. And when you get that support, that's going to help you with your countenance. But the other thing, too, is that Paul the Apostle wrote about our fragrance, the fragrance of Christ, um, that um, now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, uh, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. And so I want to encourage you, Jamie, just keep giving the fragrance of Jesus Christ, radiating that to your children. Um, And you may be sad, and you may be brokenhearted, and they're going to see that. Um, You know, the Lord, uh, in those times, we're not going to just walk around snapping our fingers and tapping our toes. Um, But we can give the fragrance of Christ, the love of Christ, and um, and do the best you can. And then as you're being ministered to, then that countenance of Christ is going to begin to shine forth as well. So, Father, I pray for Jamie. I pray that as she hurts for her kids, and many of us, I want to pray for not only her, but all those who are listening today, that as we raise our children and we see them go off into the world, it does hurt and it concerns us. And, Lord, we lift our children up. I lift Jamie's children up to you that what has been planted in their hearts, the Word of God, would come forth 
and Lord, uh, that would take root, that that conviction would come to them, not to push them away from you, but to bring them to you. And Lord, that they would come to understand that you love them, you want the best for them, that you are real, and there needs to be a turning to you. So Lord, I pray for Jamie's uh, kids. I pray for her, that she would be comforted by your word, and, and you are the one who comforts us in all of our tribulations even when we are pressed beyond measure. And when we have kids that go astray, we're pressed beyond measure. So do that work in Jamie. Just bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Jamie, thanks for calling in, okay? Okay, Jamie, we'll be praying for you. I appreciate your question, and um, and we're going to continue to pray for you. Let's go to, to Bob in Woodland Park. Bob? Yes, hi. You're on, you're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Um, my uh, prayer request is I just lost my wife July 3rd. I'm I so know sorry. She had cancer for three and a half years. It was a blessing to us. She really sure. helped me grow a lot in the Lord and all. It, it's it's hard. I don't blame God for any of the that we went through. He used it wisely with us. And, but it's hard. Like yesterday was my 63rd birthday. And it was kind of being by myself. I had my yeah. kids with me, and I need prayers for them, too. I've got a daughter that's 19 and a son that's 30, and they both are taking it really hard, and I'm trying to support them in doing the right things. And right. Nothing's good yeah. at it. But, uh, no, I, I was really blessed to have her, and I just need prayers for strength for this side. Because I really, yeah. I, I, like I told her, her best friend who brought her to Christ 50 years ago, we both said we're jealous of her because she's where we want to be. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want her back in the same condition she was. You know, she was hurting quite a bit. But mm-hmm. she was a great disciple of the Lord. I tell you, she always had a smile for everybody, even if she was in pain. She always encouraged people. She was just, when you yeah. well, church when they said uh when they were discussing discipleship her name come up every time you know and yeah. uh so i i just pray for strength and wisdom going through all the, the you know the worldly stuff that we have to go through with our the bureaucracies and all to try to help yeah. me do wise things for my family and to be able to uh, take care of them and Bob, it, it, what yeah. was your wife's what what was your wife's name it's Leslie, and my son Leslie. and daughter is Nate and Leanne. Okay, I appreciate you sharing about Leslie, and yes. you're you're going to grieve, and I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, Paul the Apostle wrote to the Church of Thessalonica, "We don't grieve as though we don't have hope." Yes, we have hope. You've expressed that blessed hope. We have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as Peter writes in his epistle, but we still grieve. Paul didn't say we don't grieve. He says we don't grieve as though we have no hope. And you're going to grieve, and it's a hard process, especially when you lose a spouse, a child, and there's probably a number of people listening to us that are going through that grief. And it's something that you give to the Lord over and over again. And I've mentioned this, um, who's, Paul said that, you know, as he writes the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. And that's my prayer as you minister to your children who lost their mom, that as you minister to your family. But you're going to grieve as well, and it's a process. 
that everybody grieves differently, but um, you're going to be sad and, and you're going to go through that process. Uh, one of the things that oftentimes is recommended here on, on Calvary Live, I know Pastor Ed and, um, has recommended it. Um, Charles Spurgeon wrote a book, I have it on my nightstand, uh, called Be Still Stu- Beside Still Waters. And it's a very good book of comfort, just some daily devotions. You know, to be able to, to read that has helped me in, in loss that I've gone through or grieving over certain things. And I think it'll be a help to you if you can get a hold of that book, Charles Spurgeon, uh, Besides Still Waters, and uh, maybe some other recommendations I know that Ed gives uh, because he has read a lot of books and losing his own son on right. grief. But, we, you know, we want to pray for you, and um, we want to just um, encourage you. The Lord's with you, and yeah. he loves you. And um, But you're going to be sad, and you're going to go through that grieving process. Yes. Yeah, and I was really blessed when she was going. I was able to be with her and uh, for the time because it was about ten days, and I saw so many miracles through her. It was amazing, and I, I proclaim them all the time. And I know one thing: Satan doesn't like it when you proclaim good things like that because he likes to attack exactly. you. He's tried his yeah. best on me a few times, but yeah, yeah I know it's. Uh, but uh, I've seen so many miracles. It was amazing going through that process with her, and uh, just want to encourage everybody else. And as I said, it's even with all this knowledge, it's still I, you know it still hurts tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. It got a yeah. hole in your heart. Can I pray for you, Bob? Yes, please. Father, I I just as I listened to my brother, he lost his wife um, less than two months ago, and. Um, Lord, she sounds like a wonderful, wonderful lady, and she's with you. And that's the blessed hope that we have, the living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I pray for Bob and his children that are grieving. And Lord, I pray that you bring them comfort day by day, moment by moment, strength. And Lord, when we're confronted with things that we don't understand, we fall back into things we do understand. And that is your love and your promises to us, and, Lord, I know you're with them. And even as he gives the testimony how you worked during this process when she was uh, getting ready to go home to be with you, that, Lord, that you just continue to work. And, Bob, bless him, strengthen him, his family, his children. May they continue to look to you for the comfort and strength that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Bob. Thank you for calling in. We're going to keep praying. Thank you. You bet. Let's go to line three to Jesse and Aurora. Jesse? Yes, sir. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. Thank you so much. How are you, Pastor? I am good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask you a question and really get your thoughts on, you know, a lot of people say God will give you, never give you more than you can handle. Um, My understanding um, from what I've read is, that that's not necessarily true or not necessarily in the Bible, particularly. I always no. feel like that the that we do go more than go through more than we can handle. But that's why you know Christ came and died for us, left the Holy Spirit, and is there for us to help us get through the things that we cannot. Um, yeah. but I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that kind of statement and mm-hmm. see what you thought about it. 
Yeah, and I've heard people say, God won't give you any more than what you can handle. Um, there's things that I'll speak for myself that I've been through in my life that I can't handle in and of myself. That It's just too much. Um, we just talked to Bob, who's going through grief, you know. Right. The good news of the gospel is it, it's almost like um, some people believe that, you know, God helps those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. That's what Benjamin Franklin, I believe, said. God helps those who can't help themselves. And I think they get that from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what Correct. you are able, but with that temptation will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That in those times, Yeah, in those times of temptation, he makes a way of escape. He's the escape. But he's not necessarily saying he won't give you more than you can handle because in that temptation, in those times of testing, in those times of difficulties, we go through things that it's like, Lord, I can't handle this. And the good news is the Lord says that give it to me and I'm going to help you and I'm going to strengthen you. And, um, you know, Paul, in the context of First Corinthians 10, is talking about, you know, the Israelites being tempted out there in the wilderness and, um you know, he says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So you got to keep it in the context of what he's talking about. Um, but, um, you know, the thing is, there's a lot of things that we go through life that we can't handle. And yeah. I'm so thank- thankful that we have a God that says, I will take care of it and I will strengthen you and I will bless you. Amen. So hopefully that helps. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. God bless you. Hey. You bet, Jesse. Thanks for calling in. Hey, everybody, thanks for calling in. It's a great show, and um, we're looking forward to being with you next time. God bless you, and have a good evening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.